So we're going to have more cops, apparently, and different hours. It's a small part of a new plan that Toronto police uh, announced earlier today to combat gun and gang violence that the police chief himself just admitted is a bigger problem than we've seen in the city of Toronto. Here is Mark Chief, Saund- uh, chief Mark Saunders talking to the media today about the launch of the plan. This plan will include adding more frontline resources during certain days between the hours of 7 p.m. and 3 a.m. when most of the gun violence takes place across the city. This strategic plan will start next Friday, the 20th, and will go for approximately eight weeks. And there will be continuous and ongoing evaluations to determine if any operations or reconfigurations of the plan need to take place. Okay. So the idea is to add more frontline cops in areas where they consider it a danger zone for gun crime. And this is a program they're doing for eight weeks, and it'll be intelligence-based. And I guess they're going to focus it on the few causing the violence, and then once they get a better idea of where the actual issues are happening, then they'll expand the plan. I mean, the liberal, the mayor, rather, has requested that uh, the liberals bolster things like crime prevention and youth programs, But I'm not sure they have a real clear idea of what to do. Investing in youth is key to solving this. We've heard this from a number of moms who have lost their sons to gun violence. And 31 years ago, Sidney Rosen started a youth gang intervention program in Hawaii. And it pushes against the mainstream view that gangs are evil and must be destroyed. So he took a more humane approach. And apparently it worked. And he joins me now to discuss it. Hi there. Hi, Alex. Calling from beautiful Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> it's a little overcast today. Oh, poor you, poor you. Um, <laughs> you developed a program 31 years ago called Adults Friends for Youth. What is your approach to solving gang violence and stopping young guys from getting into gangs? Well, We take uh, the view, first of all, that uh, these kids are human beings and that uh, there's a lot of humanity in them that's often overlooked because the reaction is to the uh, violent behaviors that uh, they're engaged in in the moment. But they all came from someplace, and uh, they developed... just like middle-class kids did. The only problem is is that they developed in a different way because their backgrounds uh, were different. And what Adult Friends for Youth uh, did, uh, and I guess you know, it was comfortable for me because I taught uh, uh, methods of uh, uh, group psychotherapy at the University of Hawaii, was to try to develop a program where we worked not only with individuals, but we worked with the whole gang. So uh, gang kids hang with their friends, and to try to make any changes with them and ignore working with their friends at the same time, we saw as a futile effort. So we developed a group therapy program. It's really unique in that uh, uh, most times when services are provided to violent youth, it's done in an institutional setting uh, instead of on the street 
where they really live and where their world is. So we went to them uh, using a methodology that we call redirectional therapy. And uh, we've written a couple books on it. The problem that we've always run into, although we've been around now for 31 years, and just existing Mm -hmm. has always been a chore, because although people recognize the good work that Adult Friends for Youth has done, really nobody wants to pay for it. Even though the cost is infinitesimally less than the cost of incarcerating a kid. Uh, so we found an inexpensive, on-the-street methodology, and uh, over 31 years, we've found a lot of success with it. Can you explain uh, to me how you do that, though? How is it that you're intervening in the streets? We've got young kids at age 10 to 11, 12, and 13 um, who say if they can't get out of that neighborhood, a vulnerable neighborhood, then they get automatically recruited into the gangs, being young men. And then you've got this cycle already in Toronto where there's this gang war and, and guns coming out on the streets. So how would your approach then work? Well, we reach the kids in two ways. And we cover that age group. Uh, We start uh, generally our service in middle school, and we run through high school and even continue on after that. Um, So really, how we reach these kids is uh, in school. Uh, We get referrals from the school or schools Uh, on kids that are causing problems in school, the violent kids, the kids that are bullying other kids. And uh, we engage in what we call formed groups. We uh, take referrals from the school, and then we form the uh, kids, mostly boys, but sometimes girls, into uh, groups. And the other way we reach them is by going to where they hang out on the street, in the neighborhood. So our staff, and these are all professionals, these are all degreed staff, go to where the kids are, and uh, we start working with them there. Now, are you talking well, mentorship, conversations, no, just hanging out? No, we're not talking out? about mentorship. We're, it's more than that. It's, a, it's, a, it's really a group therapy program. We take the whole group, and uh, uh, we provide what redirectional therapy is. It's a group therapy program on the street. It comes out of essentially um, uh, humanistic therapy, and it's different from other kinds of approaches that have been used with uh, young people, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, Cognitive behavioral therapy is fine if you have the kids in an institutional setting. Mm-hmm. But when you're working with the kids on the street, they're not on your turf. You're on their turf. And so you ha- can't uh, conduct a uh, directive program. It is non-directive. It starts with where the kids are. It deals with the issues that they're facing. And like most uh, therapy programs, there's a lot of interaction among the kids and between the kids and uh, the therapist. 
and redirectional therapy has it's a very specific therapy it's teachable we uh, can um, teach other people how to do it but most of the people that we use in the program are from the um, uh, human services but this is you're talking a long investment you have to put lots of money and long time right you're absolutely right this is not a quick fix there's no pushing a button and the kids are going to change it takes roughly three to four years working with a group before significant change takes place Mm -hmm. but when that change takes place yeah the change is significant so it's not like jumping into a community and promising next week change is going to happen doesn't work that way right it's it's uh, time consuming uh and it, you know it's cheap compared to incarceration mm-hmm. but you have to be committed to paying a professional salary to uh professionals who will implement this program. But it's like a seed. You plant that seed. Does a community grow around it then? Is that the idea? Uh, Planting a seed, that's a good uh, metaphor. Uh, uh, Thank you for that. Uh, What happens is as the kids change, the community changes. Most of the kids that we work with are low-income minority uh, uh, people. And most of them have never seen the light at the end of the tunnel. They don't see that they will ever have a chance to be successful. Mm -hmm. What we start doing is helping them to believe in themselves. These kids have gone, just the process of growing up is very traumatic. The environments that they come from are traumatic. They don't believe in themselves and naturally nobody else believes in them either. So our approach is to start at the level where they are at the time uh, we begin with them, to make to help them and their friends begin to believe in their capacity to have the kind of life they really would uh, like to have and help them move in that direction. And as a group, they all help each other. So the group acts as a support system as they're moving along. Just to give you an idea of what is possible uh, to happen, um, the clinical director for our program, uh, he has a master's degree in social work. Um, He was the leader of one of the major gangs in uh, Hawaii. It was a gang that involved subsets. It had over 200 members, and he was one of the major leaders of that group. He subsequently, after uh, doing a a time in prison, he went on to school. He got his master's degree and is now the clinical director for Adult Friends for Youth. It's worth the investment. Uh, Sydney, I wish I had another half an hour with you, but I don't. Uh, but I'm so appreciative that you came on um, to, st- to discuss this with me, and I'd love to have you on again, but I'll make sure that um, I get the word out on your books. But thanks so much for the insight. I really appreciate this. Alex, thank you. Appreciate it.
Sydney Rosen is his name. The group is called Adults Friends for Youth. And we've heard this now from a number of people that it's not just about cops. You got to invest in the communities. They get a lot of really interesting things to say.